time to text the wrong girl, go to Hawaii, fall off of a cliff, get attacked by a shark, have a threesome, do some shadow art, and fuckface someone. Because on this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, we watch the wrong Missy. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the right Missy, the birthday boy himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! Also the Hellcat, who did all those things! <laughs> perfect, perfect. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. We got a, uh, another uh, Shandler production for you like this one. <laughs> I mean, if only we had some uh, Sandley Whacker, uh, some wacky Sandler voices, because... I mean, uh, really, the the Hellcat was the only wacky voice of the movie, which, for Happy Madison, is a change of pace, but... For sure, for like, sure. I mean, listen back to last week, where, again, good change of pace, where last week we watched Extraction with uh, uh, Chris Hainsworth here, yeah? It's own slew of funny voices. Yeah, ironically and, enough, uh, more uh, wacky voices in the Extraction action uh, uh, movie than the wrong Missy Happy Madison production, but... But if you want to hear us do a bunch of uh, Adam Sandler voices, of course you can always listen back to the ridiculous six episode where uh, <laughs> where we do Sandman all sorts of Sandler voices. I do. <laughs> well, because we also it. do the little Nicky Sandler voices. But yeah, I guess more importantly yeah. than Extraction, uh, definitely listen back for the ridiculous six. I'm definitely going to put that in the top five of our uh, geeked up profile on SoundCloud, so it won't be hard to find. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for tuning in on this one. Uh, like we said, we're watching the wrong. We watched the wrong Missy on this one. It's uh, we're doing the Sandler voices because it is a Happy Madison production, but it's also a uh, one of those Happy Madison movies where some of the Sandler guys are in it, but no Sandler. Yes, it's one of the uh, uh, happy. It's one of the Sandler less Happy Madison productions, which there are actually a whole bunch of. And uh, I guess uh, you want to just uh, jump right into it with the uh, the Happy Madison deep dive here? Because I got a little bit of yeah, a list prepared, I mean, a la the Ridiculous Six episode, when we did the whole Sandler. We're going to pretty much do the same thing here, so I have to kind of go hand in hand with that. But looking at all of the uh, movies that Sandler's cashing in on without even being on the set, or maybe on the set, but not really the starring guy in... Yeah, definitely not in front of the camera. It's kind of crazy, too, because the very first uh, Happy Madison movie is a movie without Adam Sandler. Yeah, because I guess I did bring this up. Uh, maybe I was talking to you just, I guess, off-air as we were doing it. But, like, ironically enough, the uh, uh, big Sandler movies, for the most part, or at least, like, the early Sandler movies for me and you are not Happy Madison productions. Ironically enough, Happy and Madison were both, like, under big studios before Sandler, and then, like, based on the success of those. And, of course, Airheads, as we always bring out. And, uh, like, Wedding Singer was another great... Like, those are probably, like, my... Like, like the, like the top four Sandler movies right there were all pre-Happy Madison. So you're right. He kind of uh, bust out the scene with uh, 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 Deuce Bigelow being the first Happy Madison production, of course, starring Schneider. <laughs> okay, and then uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just rattle off all the uh, uh, I'll just rattle off the movies 
Uh, but again, these are going to be just the Happy Madison Productions with uh, uh, somebody other than Sandler as the lead. All right. So, uh, uh, of course, from Deuce, uh, another uh, the next big one would be uh, uh, instead of Schneider, David Spade getting the call uh, for uh, for the lead in Joe Dirt, which pretty iconic. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, for sure. Uh, comedy classic, and same thing with Deuce. How do you feel about Deuce Bigelow? I guess. Yeah, to- I mean that's a quintessential kind of like Rob Schneider AC movie, and same thing. Like when you think uh, kind of when you think of Spade, too, besides the wrong Missy, but obviously you think of like the Farley movies, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy, of course. But uh, with putting those aside, I think the number one like Spade movie you would think of next would be Joe Dirt. Yeah, for sure. And of course, uh, and, and uh, spoiler alert, but uh, I got a little bit of a spade rundown uh, that we'll get to. But uh, 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 like, of course, you know, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy, he's the great like straight guy in that. But those are, you know, Farley movies and Farley's like the mm-hmm. really steals the show. But yeah, you're right. So this was kind of his first uh, and, you know, really probably even to date, like his iconic character would be the uh, would be Joe Dirt. I guess Schneider up next with the animal, which I remember loving Deuce, and I remember of of course my boy Ross uh, that we all know. I, I remember him loving the animal when it came out, and him trying to get me on board. But I I, I remember hating the animal, which broke my heart <laughs> as like an early Schneider head. But uh, uh, well, the- this is also when you run through this list too, you're gonna see this is that slew of like. Schneider time, like the early 2000s, <laughs> when he was just like doing every other. He was the animal. He was the gigolo. He was the hot chick. No, he for was, sure. Char- yeah, all character work. And you're right. It's very clear in this early run of Happy Madison Productions that Sandler tried to give the ball to to, to Schneider and let him run with it. But uh, another huge one, though, if you remember, was uh, a really huge, I guess, in just what a bomb it was. But I remember being super uh, psyched for Master of Disguise, which Dana Carvey, for me, was like one of my favorite SNL cast members and Wayne's World, of course. But uh, he really never translated like the Dana Carvey show was like absolutely epic. But, you know, I think what was that just like one season or two seasons like he never seemed to be as successful so this this movie i remember being so fired up for yeah and it was a pile of crap too interesting enough man just doing this too i didn't realize that was a happy medicine one either yeah no for sure i actually yeah yeah, yeah, would have his definitely carvey would have like his own production company he was kind of like the bigger guy before summer was yeah you're right like at the time like david carvey was like the hot ticket on snl you know he was like, my name, of course, was Wayne, but, like, Dana Carvey was, like, the breakout star of SNL at that time. Like, when he started the Dana Carvey show, everyone thought it was going to be, like, the hottest thing that like, come out, and, like, it just yeah. flopped. So, it just got canceled up to one season. No, Dana Carvey was really, uh, just seemed to be, especially, like, at the time... I mean, of course, in Living Color, but Jim Carrey was huge, and Dana Carvey just seemed to be kind of that, like, you know, uh, physical comedian, impressionist, character guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he just seemed to be, like, uh, uh, a little bit more talented. You know, like, Farley and him, I kind of felt, were just, like, they kind of brought something different than uh, Myers and Sandler and all these other guys that were great, obviously, but... Yeah, for sure. 
But uh, never really, uh, but, yeah. you know. But Master of Disguise was a bomb. I guess to continue yeah. on, though, uh, uh, back to Schneider for the hot chick, which I guess was really, uh, uh, I mean, if, if, the, if, if you thought the animal was the rock bottom for Schneider, I guess the hot chick really, really solidified it. Uh, so then now, he I'm gonna go- count. Sorry. I'm going to count the hot chick, but there is actually a Sandler cameo in the hot chick. Okay, yes. No, I mean, I think Sandler is in, because I think he does some voice work in some of these, but uh, he might be in some of these along the way. But these are, you know, uh, other guys with the, you know, getting the real... Yeah, he's not the lead. Yeah, yeah the lead, for sure. For sure. So then uh, Schneider, another bomb for Schneider. So then he goes back to Spade for Dickie Roberts, which was like another classically all-time horrible uh, movie. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, then European Gigolo, which, I mean, I guess, uh, uh, re- re- you know, revamping the Deuce character for Schneider, which, uh, uh, I, I mean, I remember, I mean, again, huge Deuce fan, so I remember enjoying European Gigolo, but, again, I wouldn't think yeah, of success. I, like, I don't think box office smash. I remember, yeah, wasn't as crazy about the European Gigolo as the original <laughs> But, uh, uh, okay, then we go to a very interesting one, uh, Grandma's Boy. Okay, which very interesting, especially controversial topic on the Friday night Zoom rooms, and I guess I'll just come out in the open and say it, but I uh, actually myself have never seen Grandma's Boy, all right, because I guess by this point we're talking like 06 or 07 by the time Grandma's Boy came out, all right, so at this point we're already out of college a couple years, and you know what I mean, like all of these, out, and, and, and then as well, this is the first uh, Happy Madison, I guess, movie where it was kind of like a new face that he gave it a chance to you know what i mean like the first non-spade or schneider outside of the master of disguise yeah exactly it's interesting that you're saying too because it's not only is it a non-standler uh happy madison production but you're right it's no schneider either it's literally like the stars of this movie are literally like the three schlubs you see in like the background of every sandler movie <laughs> <laughs> and Swartzen, of course. But yeah, you're right. They finally gave the ball to like the other guys. You know what I mean? Like all those other, mm-hmm. the whole other cast. And it turned out to be like an all-time cult classic, as we were talking about on our cult classics, I think, recently. But yeah. I mean, it's just one of those movies that really took on a life of its own. At its time, to- at the time, I think was like a bomb, but uh, uh, really like grew to be like a DVD and like a college dorm. You know what I mean? Like classic movie. One of those situations. And before we, I mean, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit, but just mentioning the budget too. Of all these movies, it's the lowest. It cost the least to make. A movie was only made for five million dollars. Because <laughs> I mean, these other ones, you're right. Like I'm sure Spade and Schneider and Carvey made more than five million bucks easily. No, I'm not saying it made five million. I said it was made for. Five no, no, their budget. No, for sure. But I'm just saying, I'm sure Spade, budget, yeah. like Spade, was making more than five million just for showing up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. They made this whole fucking thing for. Uh, but uh, okay, so so then from Schwartz, uh, so from uh, Grandma's Boy, though, we get, uh, uh, we figure we have to combine forces. With Schneider and Spade, all right, and the Benchwarmers, <laughs> which was uh, absolutely terrible. Okay, at this point, I'm really running out of faith on Schneider, who was my, uh, who was one of my originally. Oh, uh-huh. It's funny you say that, man. I liked the Benchwarmers. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> it was a good return of John Lovitz has a big role in it. So okay, you're right. Lovitz, Lovitz is pretty fan. hilarious. So he was in it. Uh... You know, Nick Swartzen again is uh, is in this one too. Okay, yeah. Afraid of the sun. I don't know, man. Uh, 
I'm not saying that it's a good movie by any means, but I'm saying I like the you didn't hate bench warmers and European gigolo. <laughs> uh, uh, that's where me and you differ, my friend. All right, I guess if we want to talk a movie that like universal that everybody hated uh, from here, but I guess uh, uh, Sandler going back outside the box, a la Swartzen, and throwing a bone to Steve Zahn. With Strange Wilderness, which was like legendarily uh, one of the worst movies ever. I think actually got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes a la Ridiculous 6, uh, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm going to blow your mind yet again. <laughs> Pretty big fan. For real, I actually haven't seen this one. I was going to ask if you had you seen so, Okay, so you actually like Steve. Uh, like, I might have to watch this one, just, you know, based yeah, on my, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> hatred for the critics anyway. I might have to I might have to in your face it to him, but... So Strange Wilderness, not bad, huh? For sure. I mean, no, it's probably bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's... Uh, I definitely... I remember watching it. I think I actually had it on DVD back in the day. Oh, was, hilarious. Like, to just get as many DVDs as possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Strange Wilderness DVD is one for the, uh, that's one for the big <laughs> fucking garbage, bi- the garbage bag on a Bronx street corner as you moved away from your last <laughs> That was no, definitely. <laughs> Somebody in Woodlawn, some Irish kids enjoying that one right now in Woodlawn. Uh... But, okay, I'm going to give you one more before we kind of reset here uh, and I look at it as a little bit of an end of an era and got an interesting, you know, thing to point out. But uh, we've got – so then uh, House Bunny, which is another one starring Anna Ferris, I guess a playboy mm-hmm. – uh, uh, I'm not familiar with this one either. I guess like a playboy bunny goes and starts a sorority exactly. house. Exactly. She's a playboy bunny. Did you see that this like, one or – Get thrown out. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. How about uh, decent or – yeah, but, I mean, there's no strange wilderness. No strange no. wilderness. But, uh, okay, so then I guess from here, quickly, I'll give you the next one would be Mall Cop uh, with Kevin James, big but you know, big star. And then uh, first, the debut on the scene for Kevin James, who then kind of takes over the next era, but then to kind of double back on, like, the last, uh, uh, the movies that we've said so far, because uh, Mall Cop came out in 09, all right? So Deuce <laughs> Came out in '99, so for the ten years from Deuce to Mall Cop, mostly Schneider and Spade carrying the ball. He gave one chance to Dana Carvey; it was a bomb, never seen again in a uh, uh, Happy Madison. Same thing with Steve Zahn, who, like, if uh, well, you wonder what would have happened if uh, for his career if that was a hit, because really kind of banished from the uh, Happy Madison crew. Uh, after the bomb of of Strange Wilderness for Steve Zahn, I was kind of thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. And Schwartzen sure. will come back, I guess. Uh, like you said, Schwartzen doesn't necessarily leave. But uh, uh, so then 09 comes around. And then I remember, like, we all remember being like, Kevin James, Sandler, like, what's this whole friendship that spiraled? But uh, uh, I guess it really started with Mall Cop, which was a smash hit because America sucks <laughs> for some reason. Well, I don't know, man, because... I, there, there was. I know we're talking non-Sandler, but the big thing that really brought him was the one where they Chuck and Larry was really what brought Kevin James like in the mix with Sandler's crew. Okay, yes. All right, that's true. That's a good were... call. That was one of the Sandler movies, so it's not on my list. But okay, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that is true. That was his real first. Uh, that's intro. what brought him in with the crew. But you're right. Paul Blart was like his first like standalone. Like, all right, go get a buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then it was a lot of Kevin James after that, and uh, because the yeah, zookeeper, exactly. uh, and here comes the boom, and Mall Cop Two all follow in the next like five to seven years, as well as like Grown Ups, I believe was Kevin James was in that one as well, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 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 really all Kevin James carrying the franchise, and all of those movies vastly more successful than anything else that Happy Madison has ever done. So, no, you're right. It's crazy looking at now how much money Paul Blart made. Mall yeah. Cop. And, uh, I mean, probably more it. than like every Schneider and Spade hunk of shit combined, like in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. Uh, I've never seen it. I fucking, I'm not a Kevin James fan at all. Yeah, yeah. No, me uh, neither. Guys, and it just, just seemed like, so you know, I mean, but boring. obviously Sandler needed some, like, fresh blood and somebody to help. Because he's single-handedly carrying carrying this team. You know what I mean? And it's literally like yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan playing with it. Because every Sandler movie, by the way, was like Anger Management, Mr. Deeds. Like, in, in this era, just nothing but mm. smash hits from Sandler. And then he gives the anybody else a chance and total bomb. Like, unthinkably, unthinkable bomb. <laughs> So then gives Kevin James the shot, though. Kevin James does great for, you know, all those movies really successful. Uh, uh, then, I guess, uh, uh, another uh, – uh, back uh, uh, to one of the OGs and back to one of the iconic characters that we talked about from at this point, you know, uh, 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 10 years earlier almost or 15 years earlier almost. But uh, Joe Dirt 2 – Okay, which was met by, like, such horrible reception, it never even got, like, an official release, like, theater release, I think, like, moved to cable, or, like, the 2015 version of cable release, but, and when you look no, at the for stats sure. for that one, uh, they're straight up, like, like and, like, not available, <laughs> like, how much money this movie made, so not a good sign <laughs> yeah. for Joe Durf 2, which... Yeah, I mean, just talking about this and, like, looking at the list, this is new to me that there even was a joker too <laughs> i was gonna ask yeah did you uh i remember hearing about it like i knew that it existed but definitely uh uh did not <laughs> definitely did not check it out but uh, uh no then... i had no idea it existed <laughs> and then i guess uh, uh really uh, a couple more oh and then i guess as well actually uh, uh there was bucky larson i forgot to mention uh uh before joe dirt too like in the kevin james era of all of those but bucky larson swartzen's follow-up like starring role which was another like universe like steven zahn level totally shelled and a zero percent on a rotten tomato for that one as well i think it's even worse again like looking at like the movie's budget was 10 million it made two and a half million I think that is usually the worst one on this list is uh, Buggy Larson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and like at this point, with having a little bit of momentum, like I mentioned, from Grandma's Boy taking off on Swartzen and like, you know what I mean, him like having a little, uh, 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 you know, a little bit more momentum for that one is a little bit of a surprise that it was such a stinker. But I guess. And that would kind of bring us into the last couple of years, though. Uh, uh, you know, which from Joe Dirt 2, rather, because, uh, you know, uh, jumping back to Joe Dirt, uh, Joe Dirt 2. But uh, from there, we've had Father of the Year with Spade. And now the latest Happy Madison sandler classic, again starring David Spade. But the wrong Missy, 
uh, catching us up. And then I guess as well, there's some TV shows, even though, uh, uh, even uh, uh, as well along the way that people don't necessarily think of. But like uh, uh, the uh, the Goldbergers was uh, you know uh, the been a real popular show for the last like you know five five years plus. That's a happy the Madison. Goldbergs. What's up? The Goldbergs. Yeah, the Goldbergs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that a, a that's shot. a Happy Madison production. Mm-hmm. You know that people might not think. Uh, same thing with Rules of Engagement, which I guess was another Spade vehicle, but that was uh, a Happy Madison. The Gong Show with Dave Attell. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't even Central. know what that is. Uh, that was I remember that show I didn't realize and uh, like uh, a set and again a swing and a miss for that was one season but you would have loved to see a tell in like the Happy Madison crew but Sandler kind of sure. cutthroat somebody gets uh, one strike and you're out for yeah. uh, for Sandler but as well uh, uh, Swartzen had a show um, Schooled I guess is like the uh, uh, Adam Goldberger spinoff uh, Goldberg's uh, spinoff. School is, is out now, so like as well, some TV success for the Happy Madison crew along the way, but uh, uh, so a lot more work though I'd say than you might imagine without Sandler. However, if you take Kevin James out of the picture, like you could not, uh, you could not think of a more of like a, a just a, a bigger resume of failures from a film studio. Well, dude, I'll say this: you're right that the Kevin James ones and obviously the Sandler ones make the most money, but. I'm looking here to the list of all the uh, Happy Madison movies, right? And all of their Rotten Tomatoes, pretty much every one of them is rotten, right? There's, uh, I won't say what the wrong Missy is because we'll get into that later, but almost every one of these family-produced movies, Happy Madison, are rotten movies, right? <laughs> but yeah, so you'd mean... ask yourself, like, how do these things keep getting made? But honestly, I mean, we're talking about the Kevin James ones do make more money, but almost every one of these movies make more money than it costs. Like, almost every one of them are a money maker. So, yeah. that's how they do it. I mean, you look at, like, Deuce I mean, Bigelow's I definitely think that, million, like, without... 92 million. What's up? What was that one? I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. I was saying, like, you just like, look at Deuce Bigelow, for instance. It was made for 17 million. It made ninety three million. Okay, so I mean, let's take Deuce, uh, Joe Dirt, the Animal, as things are like really rolling. You know, I mean, like fresh uh, uh, for the Happy Madison, Schneider and Spade. Like this is still the nineties, where there's a little bit more of a connection to those guys. But like, if you take uh, Sandler out of the picture, like you're telling me that any like like studio is uh, uh, putting big money behind a, a, a Rob Schneider or David Spade movie. Maybe Spade, but like a Rob Schneider movie in the last you know 10 years without Sandler you know and I guess even Sandler really hasn't but uh you know I know what you mean that they might have made some money but it just seems like you know without Sandler none of these movies would have had a chance of being made you know what I mean and they make some money but like pretty much because guys like us you know what I mean for like you know like who other than guys like us are going to see a Schneider movie you know in 20 in 2015 or to 2020 you know what I mean yeah 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 no, so it's a lot like nostalgia-based like, and just a lot of like hometown love for the Happy Madison gang, you know. For sure, for sure. No, no, no. But I just still, I think it's astounding how much like they might not be commercial successes, but definitely like money-wise, all of them, pretty much every one of them, make more money. Yeah, 
No, I mean, that's true. And I mean, for me personally, I guess, just taking it out, because I, I haven't even seen Grandma's Boy, nor any of the Kevin James movies in this. So for me, you're literally going back to Joe Dirt, you know, because I didn't like the animal, uh, mind you. So you're literally going back, or uh, or if you want to count European Gigolo. But like you're going like over, like almost cl- close to 20 years since I've liked like a Happy Madison movie without, uh, without Sandler in it. So, uh, and I guess that'll get us into the wrong, Missy. Starring David Spade. Sure. <laughs> Another Spade. And Spade's a little character, too, man, because you never know. Like, Schneider at this point is always just playing some kind of dirtball character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Schneider's yeah. day of playing the straight man is long gone. You never <laughs> really know what you're going to get with Spade. You can either play, like, that weird character, like, in Father of the Year, or play more of kind of, like, the straight man in, like, the wrong Missy, like we had watching yep. this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely, uh, uh, I'd say, specializes in the straight man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, even on SNL, he, you know, he had the stewardess kind of character. But other than that, he was more of like, you know, one of the he was the kid in the Down by the River sketch. And you know what I mean? Like, he was one of the guys in the sketches. But he didn't really even have any big iconic characters on uh, SNL even, you know, and he's definitely just, like, specializes in being that snarky. Even what he's doing now, his uh, uh, late-night show, like, that's kind of the perfect platform for him. Or his, like, Hollywood show, you know, mm-hmm. on Comedy Central a couple Absolutely. years ago. But, like, he's, like, the snarky, you know, douchey kind of guy. I mean, he's uh, he himself has had pretty big TV success, as we've mentioned, but, like, uh, Rules of Engagement and... Um, I mean, I think Just Shoot Me was like, the first me. thing he did after yeah, yeah. SNL. It was like a big hit. Exactly, yeah. So those were like, I didn't really, you know, those weren't my style sitcoms, but he must have been doing something right on those shows, you know. So I think he's definitely, you need like, he's like the Chandler kind of character that you need. He, you know, you, you need somebody for him to be playing off of for sure. Mm-hmm. No, that totally makes sense. But he himself has a, a really weird, like, uh, uh, just, you know, epic career, 25-plus. And I guess he kind of does benefit, just like from we mentioned, being on SNL and part of that, like, golden era of SNL people. Like, he was on from 90 to 96. So all of those big names, he's one of the crew. So he's kind of just, like, associated as, you know, a comedy, uh, uh, you know, legendary comedy status. But he really has, you know, been uh, been a hearted Work for the last 25 years with successful stuff from SNL, then of course the Tommy Boy Black Sheep, uh, uh, the Just Shoot Me was super popular, Joe Dirt, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and like we mentioned, Into Rules of Engagement, all sorts of other TV shows that he's, you know, uh, uh, like uh, uh, the uh, Hollywood one and the late, late night one that he's had on now. That like he was the he was as well uh, uh, had some like True TV uh, prank show that he was the host of. So, like, he's been on a prominent – he's as well actually done some specials, too. Like, he had the uh, My Fake Problems special from Comedy Central. Stand-up special was actually real funny. And, like, remember that? It came out, and, like, you know, a couple years ago. It was kind of like a big comeback special for Spade on Comedy Central. That That's actually... right, man. And I was I – I remember being very, like, leery of that, too, because, like, his old 90s stand-up is 
so brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had that HBO. Well, he was on. He had that HBO special from the late 90s. But he was on, if you remember, like, it was always like a, a HBO would show, but it was like a young comedian special from the late 80s where I think like John Stewart was on it, maybe even like Chappelle. But like, like HBO would always show it, and it was this like epic roster of big names. And he was one of them. And they all got, they all did like 10 minutes. But uh, uh, he had like mm -hmm. a great like 10 minute set on this like early 90s HBO stand up. But then you're right, then he had his own like 90s stand up special that was terrible. But big comeback for My Fake Problems, which was like a real good, uh, a real song. And you're right, like totally shocking the world by like putting out a good comedy special in fucking 2015. Yeah, I mean, I think the same way, too. I mean, because even mentioning his show he has on Comedy Central, like, it's one of those things, like, you hear Spade, you're like, hey, well, it can go either way. But the show on Comedy Central is turning out to be, like, such a big hit. Uh, like, yeah, it's really funny. And I mean, that's the perfect kind of thing for Spade, too. You know what I mean? Ripping on, so talking mm -hmm. to interviewing celebs, kind of being being snarky, you know, current event kind of stuff that he can, like, uh, play off of. But, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like uh, like we said, the stewardess and Joe Dirt are really like his only character work. So he really needs somebody else to kind of be playing off of. Sandler, on the other hand, and Sh Sandler and Schneider, on the other hand, like specialize in the goofy, uh, idiotic character. You know, so yeah, especially Schneider. Like long, like I said earlier, like, long gone are the days of him playing the straight man. Like at least Sandler can bounce back and forth, and they're like, "All right, this one I'm going to do a silly voice," and then like this one I'm just going to be a normal guy. Like yeah, that's true. Schneider has gone from like <laughs> that's true. making copies, young face to just, like the dirty fucking. Where, where's Schneider's father of the year? We need Schneider's uncut gems, <laughs> and, uh, like the real, the <laughs> yeah. real dark side, the D, the Bob Odenkirk turn for Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just all but in guess, all, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't think, like you think of Spade as a comedy, you know, uh, uh, like a comedy legend, just because he's one of those names, part of the, the the '90s Rat Pack SNL Rat Pack kind of crew. But then you might think that he's you know, doesn't have these great memorable roles, but he's been, like, you know, super famous and in the midst of something successful for the better part of 30 years in comedy, so. And even before uh, SNL, actually, like, he busts on the scene his first role, Police Academy 4, and then in the 80s, he was on, uh, like, Baywatch and Elf and another, like, big sitcom for, like, his first IM like, like, his IMDb was, like, feeling it from uh, right, right out the gates. That's so funny. Yeah. Another time, Alf has made his way on our show. <laughs> but I guess before we give you our rundown, though, of The Wrong Missy, we, of course, always have to give you guys the IMDb official breakdown of the movie. So, he's here on it off. It's obviously The Wrong Missy. It just came out 2020. May 13th is when the movie came out. Hot off it's the presses. And again, this was this was a, a geeked up golden ticket, right? As you've been doing lots of Zoom golden tickets it. for you guys, but uh, this one was all us. <laughs> yeah, uh, runtime hour and thirty minutes. And that's including credits, so that's always great for one of these. <laughs> you know, that that's got, gonna be one that's of got Stone Cold Hell Yeah written all over it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is. I feel this is gonna be one of the times where the uh, podcast is gonna be longer than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, categorized as a comedy, comma, romance, which, uh, just stop at comedy. I mean, just stop at rom-com. I mean, it's like, it's a total rom-com, but there's, I guess. there's no, like, and romantic then, uh, without the uh, com, you know? 
Do you want to uh, give it a guess what it's rated? Oh, good call. Uh, I mean, I'm going. I'm going Netflix TVMA. There's... All right, finally you got it right. Okay, nice. Yeah, I was gonna say there's there's no way that this one was getting prepped for a theater release or anything redeeming. <laughs> so you might as well. Not that it needed in a TVMA though. Again, that was like a total Netflix guess because I guess there's some you know a couple f bombs, but there's nothing that would warrant a TVMA outside of Netflix slapping them on every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you the uh, synopsis breakdown of the movie from IMDb. Uh, Tim thinks he's invited the woman of his dreams on a work retreat to Hawaii. Realizing too late, he mistakenly texted someone from a nightmare blind date. All right, all right. It's directed by Tyler Spindle. Uh, not really known for anything. He's more of a, a producer on other Happy Madison movies. Okay. One of the Happy um, Madison crew. And then the top cast, uh, this is really the top three, but of course David Spade, uh, Lauren Lapkus, and Nick Swartzen would be the three kind of main players in this one. Okay. Uh, a Swartzen, great role for Swartzen, but I'd say definitely a little bit more of like a backseat. Like he's definitely in supporting uh, supporting cast role, whereas uh, Spade and Lapkus are both kind of co-leads for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You would say that Lapkus, you... we'll get into it too, but she would be the biggest like comedy relief of the film. You know? Yes, she's exactly. Spade's the straight man. Now, I was uh, uh, unfamiliar with Lauren Lapkus kind of going into this do you uh do you really do you know anything about her i thought it was chelsea peretti on the uh uh, uh on the trailer and then it was you know i was surprised that it was to find out that it was uh lauren lapkus who i'm not familiar with she had a uh i mean from what people know her from just viewing wise she had a big role in orange is the new black she was like one of the prison guards okay she uh was in the one of the new jurassic world movies and uh, <laughs> what I know her from, she's got a really big uh, podcast following. Okay, I see. She's now, as got, we all know, uh, I hate podcasts, so I uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't know anything about that. But but yeah, I mean, she's got a big, big. She's a big comedy bang. She's on Comedy Bang Bang a lot. She's got okay, her own podcast, Raised by TV. She's got another one called Newcomers, where. They're watching Star Wars movies for the first time and, like, giving their opinions on Oh, okay. You were telling me about this one. It's kind of like an analyzed fish but for Star Wars kind of thing going on. Correct. She's and she's like the host openly, of that? Yeah, she's openly has never seen a Star Wars movie and could for, care Right off the bat, it. I think that she's full of shit and she's seen the Star Wars and she's doing this for the podcast gimmick, which I support. <laughs> However, <laughs> I refuse to believe that she's never seen a, a goddamn Star, uh, Star Wars book. I don't know. I don't think that's the craziest thing to believe. Uh, to think. I know a lot of people haven't seen Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've been in the geek world too long to. Uh, I've been... Yeah. We're and I'm so full of shit because, like, I, I barely, I, I've barely seen the Star Wars. So it just seems hard to. Uh... <laughs> it seems like a very convenient, like, podcast gimmick, though. You know what I mean? Like, too For perfect. Sure. But... <laughs> For sure. But um, I guess, oh, and I guess, do you want to guess? It shouldn't be too hard because it is a Happy Madison uh, <laughs> movie, but what are, how are we looking on Run? I'm actually kind of, I, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take the oath in this one. I did, upon my research, I did uh, see, I think it was like in the 50s or something, like something respectable for a Happy Madison, right? But I did it see was, this one. 
Yeah, it was critic 35%, audience score 53%, which is almost fresh audience. <laughs> yeah, I know, for sure. And the critics, of course, I, t- I, pay, I pay no mind. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, so I saw that one already. But, yeah, again, for sure. And, and again, compared to probably, like, the best on the uh, – out of uh, uh, all of the tomatoes of the movies, the Happy Madison movies we just mentioned, that's probably the most tomatoes out of any of those other fucking movies. Yeah, <laughs> definitely blows out uh, Ridiculous 6. I mean, can I also just point out, actually, because Steve Zahn was in Ridiculous 6 as well, right? He was, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, talk about Happy Madison Poison. Like, the two, like, two <laughs> of the only, like, the only two movies he was in are fucking 0%. <laughs> that's a good point, man. <laughs> really, Steve Zahn is not, uh, not doing well in the whole Happy Madison thing. But uh, I guess with that, though, we'll give you uh, our official rundown of the movie. So it uh, starts with uh, David Spade going to a blind date, and it's just trouble from the start. <laughs> yeah, I you guess know, she, uh, uh, a little bit of like a, a, I guess, a preempt of just how we'll do this rundown a little bit. But uh, uh, kind of like Ridiculous Six, where it's a, it's a rom com, so we'll kind of give you like a brief gist of as to what happens in the movie, and then run through the big highlight comedy scenes. You know what I mean? As opposed to like a normal movie progression. But yes. yeah, good point. That is good. So yeah, I guess basically yeah, I guess the real plot of this movie. Yeah, let's just run through that real fast. Is he? Goes on a blind date with this uh, date from hell, this girl, uh, Melissa. I mean, was it, though? We'll get into it, but date from hell or date from heaven? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kind of with her on best icebreaker ever. However, we'll get into it. Yeah, you totally agree. You <laughs> we'll totally get into agree. it in a minute, but... But yeah, it's a pretty bad blind date. They, uh, you know, they leave, they don't talk anymore, then you kind of get to know that Spade is in some kind of like insurance, I guess. Typical just businessman movie. Uh, uh, goes on a trip, meets the girl of his dreams. They uh, hit briefcases or yeah. uh, literal like yeah, meet cute like a, a junior middle school meet cute where they knock each other's books and help pick them up and have yeah yeah yeah. Mm. They hit it off. They're like perfect. That they both don't drink. They both are reading the same book. They're both. Uh, they both love you Phil know. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Missy, yeah, uh, so they, this guy does not deserve Missy, is all I'll say. But uh, They start making out. He's, uh, she's like, I'll send you my number. Here's my number. Send me yours. Um, he gets a text from a Missy. He likes her. He thinks he's inviting the uh, Molly Sims, the hot blonde, to Hawaii to go with him. He gets on the plane. Lo and behold, who shows up but... The titular wrong Missy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, so it was, uh, it's it's a literal title where not only is her name Missy, but she is quite the wrong Melissa. So she goes by Missy, I guess, is the other one. But they were both a a, a, a confusion, a text confusion mishap is basically the premise of this movie. And again, since we're just kind of running through the basics of it here. Uh, they get to Hawaii, and you know, hilarity. Which is a weird, like, ju- like jump right off the bat, like a, a leap of faith, and like a suspension of disbelief in this movie. That like the second date is like a, a retreat, trip to Hawaii. Like that's already kind of a weird relationship, you know, relationship mm-hmm. move anyway. But we'll look past that. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Hey, would you want to go down a blind a, a, date to Hawaii on like my very important business promotion meeting? <laughs> like, what could possibly go wrong? Because even if it was the right Melissa, like he's never, he's fucking met, a, he, he met her once at an airport and that was it. And now like literally the next thing was like, hey, I know this sounds crazy because we haven't talked in three months, but would you mind going to, uh, impressing my boss on a, because uh, that was kind of the thing too. It was like an important biz sales meeting trip to Hawaii or whatever, but like he was uh, trying to impress his boss for a big promotion Versus the Barracuda, him and this, uh, him and the Barracuda, this hot chick, are up for the big promotion, and you know the boss is gonna like a, uh, uh, well, he's a high girl in your arm. Exactly. But then he shows up with Lauren Lapkus. <laughs> <laughs> that Lapkus uh, shows up. I guess when he's there, when she's there too, obviously you see that she's a mess. They, she's day drinking, she's making a fool of herself. But also, I guess they kind of shoehorn in there too at some plot point that I guess one of his coworkers is sleeping with his ex fiance. Okay, it's yeah. Also, like for no reason, really, like it doesn't add <laughs> that much to the plot. Yeah, that's totally. I totally didn't even add that that uh, together because he works like his coworker. Is, uh, is just randomly dating his ex-fiance. Yeah, you're right. I kind of thought that, like, they were, you know, that they were, him and the ex-fiance were co-workers. But no, it was that, like, bro douche just happens to be dating his, his ex-fiance. Yeah, and the whole point of the vacation, too, is that, like, Spade's trying to win over his boss, and then also this lady they call the Barracuda is also trying to, like, win over the boss. Yep. And in the movie, she's married to one of the Sandler All-Stars, that cross-eyed goof who's in every Happy yep. Madison movie. One but of the, one of the Happy Madison is, All-Stars. She's married to him in the movie, but in real life, the Barracuda is married to Adam Sandler. That is Adam Sandler's wife. That is Adam Sandler's Okay, wife, yeah. sweet. I thought so, based on Ridiculous Six. When she was like chick with big tits or whatever her hilarious Indian name was, but okay, mm -hmm. I, I remember that being his wife in that movie, and I thought it was uh, from, okay, interesting. Yeah, it explains her really bad acting. Yeah, dude, she was definitely a cut below everybody else. <laughs> some of that. that's really true. Okay, very funny. It's like, what are you going to tell the boss's wife she's doing a bad job? <laughs> oh, hilarious. But, but as well, they do kind of, I guess, shoehorn in some other plot points of just, like, they establish and we'll go through, like, how crazy and hilarious Missy is. But they do also establish that she, like, you know, uh, uh, has, like, uh, you know, almost mystical, you know, as she uh, reads astrology. And she does all of these things pretty successfully that she claims to do. You know what I mean? She's given astrology readings yeah. and she uh, 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 saves somebody's life with fucking you know the heimlich or whatever you know what i mean like that is something they do where she talks about it all the time where she's like no i'm certified in this a lot of the times too spade is like no you're not yeah but then it's like she turns out she can no it's I a running gag that she's point. certified in all these crazy things but they make a point that she's like very successful and good at all these you know what i mean so it's like yeah exactly you know because i thought there was going to be some point in the movie too where like because they never really say what she does. I thought there was going to be, like, some reveal that she's, like, a doctor or, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she actually is, like, the super successful thing. But there's, like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, we'll save it for later, but uh, I guess a, a lot left for a potential sequel, you know, for this one. But, like, because uh, they, they, they really don't explain so much or just don't mention so much. And I guess even just in terms of this, we'll get into the big comedy scenes. But uh, uh, just in terms of, like, the plot of a rom-com, unquote, there was really only one quasi-romantic scene that like like a half-hearted date where they like kind of broke the ice, but for there was like really nothing character or like romance establishing in this movie. You know what I mean? Like they did not give you one short, like cheesy scene to show that these two like do bond and you know what I mean have chemistry as a couple. But that was it. There was not like no, a typical Sandler so Barrymore like, rom com. To just do like the plot rundown too, like. Just and then we'll go back to the hilarious bits, but like just to kind of run through it. But like she's a nightmare. They go on a vacation together. She does some things. The boss, his boss, ends up loving him because of her. And then just so uncharacteristically, he's like, "Oh, I'm in love with her now. I'm glad I brought the wrong." Yeah. So and I guess, so, but, and by when you say falls in love with him because of her, his boss loves Spade because of her. She literally hypnotizes him. She yeah, like no, no. Uh, hypnotizes uh, uh, this guy until like anytime Spade's name is mentioned, he just like he associates Spade with his grandma, I guess. And uh, and, and I love then, that guy. And then yeah, and then hates the Barracuda. But uh, uh, so like barracuda. she's literally, you know what I mean? She's literally fucking brainwa- brainwashed this the uh, Spade's no, boss. She brainwashes him, you know. Does hit on him, so it makes him smaller than puppet. But night one, yeah, not just the threesome scene that we'll talk about later, but night one in the hotel, she rapes him. Like, he straight up wakes up and she's like. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into the sex scenes. I mean, I guess, are we ready for the comedy? Because that's pretty much it, dude. Like, you know, should we give a Bradley Cooper alert as to what happens in the end? But they literally, it kind of comes crashing down on the end. They, like, establish a little bit of a rom-com scene. She ends up, I guess, uh, uh, the right Melissa does end up coming to Hawaii for no reason as well. Yeah, the Barracuda Barracuda tells Missy that you're not even supposed to be here. Okay. The wrong Missy figures it out. Uh, looks at his phone, figures it out that it was a mistake. Literally, like, while she's storming out, the right Missy shows up. And it's like, hey, I'm here in Hawaii. Yeah. I was like, all right, sure. Like, did, who invited, but, uh, like, did somebody invite you to this? You know, Spade tells her that he, uh, you know, likes the wrong Missy. Molly Sims is like, yeah, this whole thing's kind of fucking crazy. And then he goes and, like, wins her back and say, try to have a threesome with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah, the end. Awkward makeout scene in the middle of a restaurant. Uh, yeah, I guess. All right, we'll... so thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll, uh, <laughs> it's Friday in the We'll get into the Vanilla Ice cameo a, a little. I guess we can maybe start with the Vanilla Ice cameo because why not? But uh, uh, that definitely should have been a Holyfield. Like, how, like I was totally expecting an Evander Holyfield uh, cameo because they kept on referencing <laughs> yeah. that like uh, uh, Sp- uh, Spade's boss's wife was in this weird tech, like used to fuck Evander Holyfield and still texts him. And they like keep on referring to Evander Holyfield in this movie. And then at the end, it's like big cameo time and Vanilla Ice shows up. I'm like, what? Nothing from the real deal? Well, Vanilla Ice has been showing up in Sandler movies all the time now. He's like one of the <laughs> new additions true. to the Sandler crew. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was in uh, Ridiculous Six. We're fucking two for two with Vanilla Ice in these Happy Madison movies. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Totally but, yeah. part of the crew. He's been in more fucking. Uh, uh, he's been in as many movies as Steve Zahn and more than Dave Attell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, so the, the, I thought the Vanilla Ice cameo was uh, pretty funny too. Yeah, that, that was, he, like, it was definitely a good one. Pulls the prank on her that she pulls on him at the beginning of the movie, and then like it totally backfires. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> where we start on what the prank is, because I guess the first scene, and I guess we'll highlight. I got a couple of uh, of my favorite funny scenes from the movie that we'll kind of uh, get into. I'm sure you got yours as well, but the first date we'll definitely talk about, which is the opening scene. I guess opens up with Spade like walking into a restaurant, and you just see on the screen a text come up on the screen like hey uh, i'm at the bar in a blue dress like this meathead's talking to me come save me or whatever it's like they established that you know it's a blind date or whatever and spade goes up to the guy that's actually roman reigns a uh, wwf wrestler but goes up to him and like totally interrupts him uh, like on a date with his pregnant wife <laughs> which is hilarious but uh <laughs> so then he's like hey like i'm gonna have to steal her like don't make me cause a scene and like almost gets his ass kicked by roman reigns and then Missy, you know? like, pops up, like, oh, sorry, like, confusion, first day. And it was an icebreaker yeah. by Missy. Yeah, now, I think it's great. Yeah, your thoughts, if you were on a blind date and the chick pulled that move, what would your what would your reaction be? I mean, dude, I, here's the other thing, too. I think it's hilarious. Also, just, like, what a creep, like, Spade is, too, when the chick turns out to be pregnant. He's like, oh, you're pregnant. All right, well, come on, let's go. <laughs> I yeah. said, dude, thank God you're not the pregnant chick. <laughs> I know, seriously. I know, yeah, he should have been a huge relief there, but... Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think I would be, like, totally blown away. Probably instant love if uh, if a chick pulled such a hilarious gag <laughs> upon my first date. <laughs> like, but... No, agreed, agreed. And I guess we'll kind of get into it, but uh, it really does just... And I guess the, this you can't really even talk about this... We've already talked about this movie too much without mentioning, like, how hilarious Lapkiss is in this movie. I guess you did bring up that she's definitely, like, the comedic force. But she's pretty much, especially for the female lead in a rom-com, I don't think there's a scene where she's not trying to be hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, she is the comic relief from the opening, like, clever gag to, like, all the physical comedy. Comedy, but she's just like you know every scene that she's in is supposed to be funny absolutely and it's always everyone's so dirty she's almost kind of like a early 90s lady version of jim carrey to some extent where she is that like that really tall lanky <laughs> just goofy voices and it's like like you said like a lot of physical comedy yes of, uh, great call dude it know, really like, is like a like a jim carrey everything there's like uh, wacky voices like subtle voices for no reason and everything is like uh, uh, mm-hmm. a bit that you're not uh, she of course has her character hellcat that i uh, referred to in the opening but you know what I mean? That's like a little alter ego character that she goes into throughout the movie. But like she does not have a scene that she's not intended to be funny or doing some type of little character even in this movie. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah, onto her no, own character. It's no it's, straight scene. Even like the supposedly supposed to be serious scene where like she figures out she's there by accident. She's still got her face painted like an idiot, you know what I mean? And it's still making goofy faces. That's true, even, yeah. And even on the date, the quasi-romantic date, she's even being hilarious in that scene where she's, like, roasting him and fucking, you know what I mean, uh, 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 laughs about his small dick for too long and then fucking, you know, makes him just yeah. frash. Like, like, even that scene, she's being, like, not, uh, you know, but, like, especially, like I said, for the female lead in a rom-com, there's, like, not one thing romantic it's it's all comedic and nothing romantic you know for sure 100 percent. 
Um, I guess uh, the next big uh, uh, real main funny scene for her, I guess, would be the plane think, ride over. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm just not letting him drink, shoving an animal tranquilizer down his throat, and then waking up to her, just, her, her jerking him off during turbulence. <laughs> Yeah, and with, with Hurley watching around. along. <laughs> yeah, with Hurley yeah. and the rest of the plane. Yeah, everybody around just watching. <laughs> yeah. Also, I uh, watching this too. The scene when he first gets on the plane and he was like, "Hey, man, can you do me a favor and check my breath?" Oh, to be in the pre-COVID days. I know. Yeah, great call. This this movie literally came out a fucking week ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if that's how far we are removed from the world of just right up in somebody's face, like deep breathing into somebody's nose. Yeah, not anymore, dude. You get fucking killed for doing something like that. Now. <laughs> but uh, I think another hilarious scene is when they first get to Hawaii, Hawaii, and okay. it's the. Uh, Kind of like the work social happy hour and uh, yeah, the the office just, mixer. Like, yeah, and she's just a total fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, dude, watching it, I was like, dude, that would be me if I was <laughs> like at some random mixer day drinking in Hawaii. I mean, I don't know these people. Like, I give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely. Yeah, they, they, they like tried to convey that she was too that she got too drunk. However, it kind of just seemed like she was more just like Missy, crazy Missy, being crazy Missy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she was, uh, like we said, doing uh, giving palm readings, hilarious palm readings to the office, uh, uh, right. lap dancing. Telling it's Chris a- Farley's brother he's going to die in a plane accident. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess then cumulating with her, uh, 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 with the whole office chanting on as she uh, attempts to jump off the cliff, I guess. Because like I mentioned, Spade trying to impress his boss told her about how the chick he was bringing was like a, a two-sport two athlete in college and all. So Lapkus has the whole, uh, or Missy has the whole office gathered around to watch her jump off a cliff. And then Spade <laughs> tries to intervene. She says, fuck it, goes for it anyway. And like hilariously falls two steps before uh, jumping and slowly rolls off the hill onto like a... a Classic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And again, totally like Jim Carrey-esque physical humor. For sure. And uh, for, like, a very hacky fall-off-a-cliff scene, executed to perfection. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, just, uh, 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 like, a real funny, the whole scene, the whole shit show that she put on was real funny. But the, uh, you know, and that was a good good way to close it all down. A good closing gag to the mixer scene. Finishing, sure, I guess, totally, sure. totally culminating in Spade, uh, a wheeling her home in like the luggage cart for the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> throwing her in bed, taking a couple of more animal tranquilizers himself this time, and calling it a night. Well, okay, uh, th- yeah, then I guess which would lead to what Devin brought up earlier, but the first of the two sex scenes where she kind of rapes Spade, as uh, <laughs> yeah. like we said, first uh, a Spade takes a dog tranquilizer that uh, Lapkus brought, and then uh, uh, to pass out, wakes up with Lapkus like riding him, 
and a cute and, and a, uh, I guess Spade does kind of wake up like you know you see Spade thinking of uh, the like of his ex-wife riding him or his ex-girl fiance or whatever riding him. And then you pan to it's actually Lapkus going like, "Were you face fucking me?" Which is that like is that a yeah, real term? Yeah, there is a term face fucking, which is uh, or fuck facing. Fuck face facing, yes. Is something totally different. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but fuck facing is where you put someone else's face on the person you're uh, having sex with because she lets him know she's like, "I'm doing it right now too." You're Simon Cowell. <laughs> I'm going to you're going to Hollywood. You're going to Hollywood. <laughs> but I didn't even know that that was a real term or whatever. Like I'm not familiar with that term, so it was a no, little like suspension of belief thing for me. Okay, you haven't heard that either. Yes, that was like a, a funny whole gimmick though. But so that was the first sex scene. I guess the other sex scene would be the three way that you kind of mentioned with him and the ex fiance. That was as, as well, I guess, kind of like a real pivotal, uh, real pivotal plot turn in the movie as well, kind of or plot progression because it does really establish that like the chemistry between uh, him and Lapkus is the real deal and not him and the fiance that he still has the screensaver of yeah, and all that hacky correct. shit. But uh, it was a real funny way they did it where there was like, they kept on inadvertently like hitting her or kicking her as like she was mm-hmm. trying to get in on the action on the three way. And, uh, That's they were uh, all stoned off that uh, toothpaste, baby. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They tried to get weed, but uh, Swartzen couldn't bring any bud over the airport, so he brought a bunch of hilarious weed substitutes, like weed hair growth product. You, you, you accuse your hair, you get fucked up, bro. <laughs> Swartzen was hilarious in this as well. Like he's kind of he's not going to really get mentioned because he's very much of like a supporting straight man kind of character. But I love the new look, by the way. No longer like the fresh faced, you know, uh, baby faced kid that Swartzen is now. Like the fat mm. middle aged guy I think he's really ready for a good second <laughs> career but he's just fucking hilarious dude like he really ever since he was the fresh faced kid he's just a fucking funny comedic personality you know and uh, just in this movie he is as well you know dude I guess during the threesome scene too man there's a song playing in the background and it's like that acoustic cover of my neck my back okay yes you know what I mean that Lick my filthy... <laughs> and my crown <laughs> yeah Exactly, but it's like this very uh, uh, acoustic kind of like sweet version of it, (laughs) and uh, the person singing that song is no one other than Rob Schneider's daughter. No way! (laughs) Nice! Tell me that Rob Schneider's daughter has a music career that I can follow. (laughs) That I can go follow her on Spotify. L King. What is it? L King. E L L E King. L. King, nice. Schneider's daughter. Epic. <laughs> joining, just like her father before her, joining the uh, Happy Madison crew. <laughs> yeah, for real. I thought you were going to say Rob Schneider at first. I was like, is this a, uh, a Craig Robinson <laughs> no, no, no. situation? <laughs> oh, hilarious. But uh, uh, so all in all, though, that was a real uh, it was a funny three way scene, especially. Yeah, you're right with the whole weed uh, uh, toothpaste. But uh, and as well, I guess, just like it was as well, a very good job of, you know, progressing the the story in the middle of a comedic scene like that. You know, mm-hmm. I um, guess speaking of Rob Schneider, too, another big funny scene for me, of course, was uh, Rob Schneider playing his dirtball self. 
you know, just looking at Mez as like the boat captain. Are they uh, <laughs> going to go swim with the sharks? Yes, the uh, boat captain who said like all of his hands, uh, uh, or, or I guess the three middle fingers on each hand bit off. So he just has two like two Hawaii uh, thumb and pinky like aloha hand things that you do <laughs> in Hawaii. Those are his only fingers for his hands. So he's constantly. For sure. And just like that cheesy uh, Rob Schneider line, too. He's like, if you see the shark that took my hand, tell him what's up. <laughs> but like I said, dude, very disappointed with the Schneider voice, especially for like what would have been a hilarious character. But, um, you know, just a very like regular voice for Schneider, like a Boston accent. Going into this <laughs> yeah, movie. very good point. He's like, I don't know, he there's, there's sharks all die. over the, the, the sharks all over this ocean. It's like Schneider. For and the true, kidna. you're right. He also had too much of like a responsibility. Also, like when she's making all the chum to throw in the shark tank yeah, and yeah. fade, he's like the one telling her, "He's like, hey, no chumming. You can't do that." Yeah, we they literally have a fight things. over. Uh, 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 she Lapkus obviously tries to spice up the whole Shark Tank activity by throwing some chum in there, and Schneider tries to stop her. So they actually get into a scuffle over the chum bucket, and it ends up going in Lapkus's face, and then she pukes over the Shark Tank. So then the shark actually like is not really like the sh- when the shark attacks the cage. Obviously, it's not even in response to the chum; it's in response to Lapkus puking. For sure. But he just didn't, uh, Schneider, just like the way his character seemed, like it would have been so much funnier, I think, if he would have been like, is that chum? Okay, go ahead and throw it in. Yeah, fuck yeah, definitely. No, you're right, great call. He would like, he literally pointed to the sign. That's illegal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, great call, great call. Uh, uh... But then the uh, shark, the great white, attacks the little cage with the claustrophobic spade and his boss now trapped in. And uh, I guess uh, all in all, the whole shark tank scene, the boat scene was funny. I guess it starts off with the uh, spade trying to get Schneider to take off as Lapkus is running down the pier like after the boat. Uh, and then she, yeah, like, hilariously right. swims, like horror movie swims on to the boat. It pops up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. You only want to see like that. How come no one stops the boat either? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess perhaps my uh, favorite scene uh, uh, of the movie, the favorite like comedy, you know, scene was the big talent show that they had been kind of alluding to the whole time that they were working up to on this trip. Was like each branch of the office was uh, responsible for their uh, their their uh, spot in the talent show. And I guess uh, uh, a big shout out to uh, what was the what was the lunch lady's name <laughs> in Devin's uh, much like Devin uh, uh, and the. Uh, much like Devin and his gym teacher singing the lunch lady song for the lunch lady. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, Michelski. Michelski. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so shout out to Michelski. But uh, uh, much like Barnes' uh, lunch lady seventh grade talent show, we've got a big talent show going down uh, for the right. for the office right. mixer. Yeah, somebody really blew it by not doing lunch lady land. I'm telling you right now, that shit's slate. <laughs> But I guess I mean, Spade... Sandler's wife gave it a try. Sandler's wife did the old uh, New Kids on the Block, I think it was. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the right stuff. 
all synchronized, which is definitely like such a that was a pretty funny scene though, just because it was such a classic like fucking middle school talent show thing to do. You know what I mean? Like synchronize a, a song to uh, synchronize a dance to the big song. Like that's definitely what like my portion of my my contribution would have been to the talent show. Dude, but you know what's horrifying about that? Like back when the city was still open and I was like. We were behind the bar. I would talk to people, especially around, like, Christmas time that would, like, work for businesses, like, around me, like, offices, where they would have to do shit like that. Like, I would hear them around, like, the bar being like, all right, the big Christmas pageant's coming up. Like, what's our team going to do? Like, well, we were going to do this great song and number. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. No, it was definitely was a very believable. Also? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> it's definitely very believable corporate fucking life. Uh, I think all the same thing with the mixer and all those things. Like that's really like they like really did nail like douchey corporate a uh, corporate douchey corporate retreat. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like, like how yeah, do you, you ruin a to trip Hawaii, to Hawaii? But... Have fucking this asshole plan it all? Yeah, it definitely comes with uh, caveats. But so Spade's but, uh, the Spade's troops contribution though was one of those like uh, shadow puppet things I think they called them. But like you know they set up a, a white screen and then the performers in the back uh, creating what would look like a shadow and a lot of hilarious shenanigans <laughs> ensue. The lemon, I guess the lemon getting squeezed out of uh, Farley's brother's asshole. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, the most, most namely that, pretty much all building up to that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the whole, like, you knew something bad was going to go on in that scene, and just, like, the, the way that it progressed was definitely, uh, pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I think they pulled it off, because at this point, too, his boss is hypnotized, so. Okay, yeah, so his it. boss is, like, loving it, because, uh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He has that great line, too, because he does, like, see Spade as his grandma, he was just like, you make me feel safe. Promise me you'll never die. Oh, I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I guess those are probably, like, the big, you know, home, like, you know, big landmark scenes, like uh, we said. But uh, 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 throughout the way, like we mentioned, though, like, pretty much every scene is, like, this movie is pretty much, like Devin said, like a Jim Carrey-style movie for Lapkus. So it's just, like, there's a lot of subtle, like, most of the comedy, those were kind of the big, like, comedic scenes. However, most of the laughs uh, would come through just, like, the scene-to-scene shenanigans of Lapkus, you know? Mm-mm. For sure. So, yeah, I guess that's me, too. We both had the same. I guess the only other thing, too, is that we did talk about the opening blind date and, like, the hilarious setup she could do it. But, like, that's a pretty big, funny scene, too, because she has to come out of the gate strong in the opening of the movie, just kind of sell what a psychopath she is. So she has the big knife, her Sheila. <laughs> okay, yeah, she's yeah. like, you know, she comes sliding under the toilet for him when he's uh, trying to sneak out of the window. She, like, comes sliding in. It's like, oh, we're getting yeah. thrown out. We got to go. Oh, yeah. And the whole she goes over the top. Like the we, yeah, you're right. We, we only paid reference to the hilarious, like, icebreaker gag. But then ever since then, like, uh, the whole rest of the date, she was a total, total maniac. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely yeah. conveyed <laughs> that she was not the girl you would ever call again. You know what I mean? Like. Even me that would have loved the initial gag and would have been won over probably would have been turned off by the next 10 minutes, you know, like. 
for sure. sure. But then I guess it does. We might as well bring it all the way full circle because I guess it does. And like Devin mentioned, with Spade, who now has lost Lapkus, who's refusing to talk to him, uh, Spade now tries to pull the same gag on her on like an internet date, blind date. Uh, uh, and then, uh, uh, like Devin said, brings up, uh, says that he's the guy in the black hoodie that turns out to be Vanilla Ice. And uh, I guess that was the last, like, real comedic scene. And then really that's how the movie ended, which I was kind of, like, surprised there just because you seemed like that was going to establish, like, yet another romance sequence to really end it. But nope. One laugh with Vanilla Ice, like uh, a two-minute yeah. conversation <laughs> yeah. with Spade and Lapkus, make out in the restaurant, credits roll. You know, uh, uh, very happy when I saw the credits roll because at that point I thought there was going to be like a senseless 10-minute montage of showing them like living happily ever after or, or something like no, that. No, you're right. Credits roll and it's just Schneider and uh, Harley's brother on a boat rolling to Portland from Hawaii. Oh, was that what was going on? I thought that it was Schneider and the boss, and like Schneider just got all high, and they were just like out on a, a like lost at sea. Okay, that was uh, uh, Farley's brother going back to Portland. Okay, nice. Yeah, because when Missy when yes. Missy leaves. He, and he, like, sticks his head and he's like, we were on the same flight. Well, because when she was doing her astrological down. readings, she told him that he was going to die if, if, like, in a plane yes. crash. Yes. Like, in the next, unless, like, if he took a plane for the next five years. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? I've got to, like, I'm going to, he's like, oh, well, like, come back on my plane. I'm going to be fine. And then, uh, so then when she left, he was like, fuck, I can't. <laughs> Great. Okay, great call. Great call. So that was uh, a, 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 a high on hair growth, Jell uh, uh, Schneider leading the way from Hawaii to Portland on like a rowboat. Okay, epic. Nice. Good call. But I guess that is kind of our rundown, quick rundown of the movie and some of our uh, favorite, you know, big funny moments from the film. I guess all that's really be left is to give you guys our review, our official review of the movie. But before that, you know we got to ask each other some kitschy questions. Kitschy questions. Yo, let me ask you. Kitschy questions. Kitschy. Oh yeah, it's kitschy question time. You know, it's the part of the show where, of course, we ask each other kitschy questions about the movie. Lately, in these COVID times, we've been kind of switching them up just because people aren't really going to the movie theaters because I usually ask Liam if he would go and uh, see these movies in the movie theater, but his answers are easy now. It's an easy no, because none of these movie theaters are open. (laughs) So kind of keeping up with the times, unlike David Spade breathing in Hurley's face, we're... uh, Keeping up with the time, so I'm going to ask Liam, would you go to the drive-in movies and have seen this movie? <laughs> yes, as I guess there is. As I, We'll get into it on our next uh, Geeked Up podcast, Life in Coronaville episode, I guess. But uh, uh, definitely a lot of uh, some life in the drive-in theaters across America going on. 
as that's becoming, uh, especially for the summer ahead, very popular uh, movie option for everybody in the movie world. But uh, so would I go to the drive-in? And as well, I guess last week you asked me, would we do a Zoom, a, a, a Todd Gad Zoom review? And I guess uh, in order to just uh, answer that one, obviously, yes. Any type of Sandler uh, family Zoom room, I'd be down to watch, but... I guess. But I mean, that could be any uh, Sandler movie. No, exactly. Cast, For sure. You know what I mean? Any Happy Madison Zoom room, I'm totally, Zoom reunion, I'm totally down. But uh, yeah. I guess, would I go to the drive-in theater to see The Wrong Missy? You know what? For the uh, whole drive-in movie theater experience, I'm going to go, yeah, I guess. If you ask me this for a regular <laughs> movie, I might not be so much. But, I mean, perfect date kind of movie, you know, for a drive-in, which is like, I've never been to the drive-in, as we've talked about as well. Seems like a very, like... Old yeah. school date kind of thing to do, though. You should either be watching like Pink Floyd, The Wall, or something that you can uh, pull a, a, a Ramon from uh, Roma or whatever the hilarious dude from Roma <laughs> kept on <laughs> trying to make out throughout the uh, the movies the whole time. But you kind of feel like it's a good date situation. This is a good date movie. It's a rom com, you know. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. solid enough to to warrant you know your trip. So I'd say yeah. And as well, like, you know, it's not what you'd think of, like, the big high-tech, you know, uh, uh, what you would normally no, sure. go I mean, to a theater for, but neither are the drive-in really theaters. Like, drive-in yeah, movies. Yeah, you really want to see, like, an Avengers-type movie at the drive-in. Exactly. Where, like, you go to the drive-in more for, like, you know, E.T. or these, like, classic movies or whatnot, you know what I mean? Or, like, uh, that kind of, that, that caliber of flick, so... For sure, yeah. I would e. go to the E.T. E. in 2020, mind you, not like when yeah. it came out, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, 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 for sure. I would go to the drive-in just to uh, bake out my mom's minivan with friends. <laughs> so we had a good, like, two-and-a-half-hour cover. Would you actually do that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sick. You guys actually had a drive-in? Oh, nice. So, and, uh, there was oh, a drive-in in the town of Florida, like just a random drive-in theater. We would <laughs> yeah, people listen to it on uh, your uh, radio. But, dude, every time we would go, we would bang out my mom's car, and every time we would go, the battery would die. Because okay. I wouldn't turn the engine on. Yeah, I was getting, there's was all annoying. sorts of questions I have about this whole situation. <laughs> That's hilarious. So then at the end, after baking out the car, you need to call up, like, the fucking, the uh, drive-in. I'd, like, you know. run around the cars and be like, I always had jumper cables, but I'd be like, could you jump my car, please? Okay, all right, nice, nice. Or you have to get, oh, like, the, uh, like, yeah. the maintenance, the, the fucking movie theater ground security guy to come help you to, jump like, the car. Like, windows, but, yeah, we'll definitely talk more about it on the uh, Geeked Up podcast. Yeah, so. I definitely wanted to get a, get a whole run, because as well, concert driving concerts are coming. I got to get the whole the whole rundown, so I guess we'll do. Mm -hmm. But, yes, but sight unseen, I'm driving in to, miss, to wrong Missy. Got to, got expecting to. some backseat, uh, expecting some backseat fireworks, if you know what I mean. But so it's going to be a yes for the drive-in for the wrongness. How about you, as somebody that's actually been to one? You said I, I guess you make me feel like I'm pretty close to my uh, my perception yeah, no, of the right, drive-in. Right. 
I'm in total agreement with you, man. This one, this definitely has a driving movie written all over. So uh, normally, so I'm going to as well actually flip the switch on you a little bit because I normally ask you, Devin, of course, is our big franchise movie guy, loves a big uh, uh, loves a big conglomerated universe, which I guess we have here and which I'll play into. But normally I ask Devin about the direct sequel, okay? And for Wrong Missy 2, I mean, I guess, uh, boring. So instead I'm going to ask, uh, uh, again, a little bit more dealing with the Sandler universe. But uh, we talked a lot earlier, this being a happy Madison film without either happy or Madison, <laughs> no Sandler. So uh, uh, this being a spade on lead. Uh, uh, if I'm going to ask you, we're going to do the next Happy Madison movie uh, uh, with a lead with a non-Sandler lead, okay? Are we going Schneider? We going, uh, we're going Schneider, Kevin James. Give me somebody in the Sandler conglomerated universe that we want to see the next big uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. I get what you're the legends, saying. Here. The Legends series from uh, <laughs> the Sandler posse, you know? But, like, who's the next... Who's the, who's the next guy in the crew that you want to see on lead gotcha gotcha well say she wasn't in this one but she's been in a couple movies with adam sandler blended 51st dates i think it's time to give this drew barrymore broad a crack at it and see if she can uh (laughs) (laughs) you know that's a great call in all honesty uh yeah i mean i am just kidding Obviously, I do have a real choice. uh, It would be interesting, though, honestly. Like, she is very synonymous with Sandler. Like, she's been in a fucking Mm -hmm. uh, a million uh, date movies with Sandler. And as well, I mean, she's kind of due for a comeback. You know what I mean? But it wouldn't be crazy to get, like, she would be actually, like, totally qualify and could be. Like, a uh, Happy Madison movie? Yeah, yeah. With all the sand lagoons. And, I mean, would you be surprised if there was, like, a late resurgence Barrymore, like, comedy career, you know? Uh, uh, no, quick. I think that would totally play. That's yeah. a good call. But, uh, yeah, I guess, damn, my joke answer is kind of not better than my real one. <laughs> but uh, my real answer is I think someone that deserves it because he, I, he's the last of the crew really to, like, be in every one of these family movies. Because Grandma's Boy, I'm going to kind of do a preamble. Grandma's Boy was such a weird thing because it was, like, the three guys that are in all Sandler's movies. They're just, like, no-name actors, but you recognize their face every time. Yep. You know, you have the deleted Grandma's Boy, then you got the guy with the crazy eye, and then you have, like, Dante. But now even the Grandma's Boy and Dante aren't in these things anymore. The only guy that's still showing up is, his name's Jonathan Laron, but he is the cross-eyed, like, hey there, buddy. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this dude... Has not like gotten off the bandwagon at all. He's never had like a lead role. And most of the Stanley movies too, he only has like one or two lines in it. Yeah. Uh, he but he's literally probably got like a hundred million in the bank for all of the Sandler movies that he's had one or two lines in. But and I think he could carry a lead as just like some goofy trucker kind of uh, stoner just traveling around. I have an idea in mind. Think of uh, his character from Kill Bill. But just take away the rapey aspect of it right before he rapes <laughs> yeah, nice. the bride, right? Yeah, right? yeah. And then just kind of do like a uh, Jesus a la Jesus from Lebowski spinoff movie of just him, but it's a comedy sort of. He's the wandering goofball trucker who's uh, 
Okay, oh, nice. A different <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and as well, like you have the benefit, just like Grandma's Boy, where it's not like there's not going to be every other. For like, we can still have Spade and Schneider in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, it can still have the whole rest of the Happy Madison posse. But uh, uh, like, I yeah, think exactly. he can definitely Kevin hold James down lead. Huh? So Kevin James or Vanilla Ice can definitely make a cameo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess for me, I'm going to go Vanilla Ice, uh, given that he's now I mean, part I of... guarantee you Vanilla Ice is going to make a cameo. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, definitely it's about time as well. And you're right, dude, just in terms of, like, loyalty. And I think that the Happy Madison fan base, uh, i.e. guys like me and you, I think that we would rally around it. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it would actually have, like, he'd be able to go on all the the, the talk shows being like, hey, like, you're the dude that's Sandler's buddy for the last 25 years. Like, now you finally get to be on the red carpet. Like, how does it feel? You know? But mm-hmm. uh, I think people would definitely, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be rooting for it. You know what I mean? Just like you said, just as we've said, as people that are Sandler fans, you know what I mean? Like, we're part of the, the fan, you know what I mean? We're part of the team, Team Sandler, you know what I mean? So, like, we're, we're you know, like, we would, uh, I'd love to see that guy finally get his his goofy move, his goofy cross-eyed movie kinda- in the- they have a contract with Netflix for like six more movies, Happy Madison. So it's not outside of this world that he would um, <laughs> get at least one of those. One of those. I mean, he's going to be in all six. We might as well fucking. Yeah. Well... believe in one. <laughs> but so those would be the kitschy questions, and I guess we've given you our rundown of the movie. We've done the kitschy questions. We've pointed out our funniest bits. We've talked some Happy Madison. The only thing that'd be left to do here is give it our official Netflix and chat review. Um, I usually go first on these things because Liam's is a whole four-point um, four point system, but uh, it takes a long time to set up, so I usually like to get mine out of the way. But uh, it is Liam. Liam is the birthday boy here. He's eating his uh, Willie Nelson Netflix and chill ice cream <laughs> fluff another thing. I don't want it to melt on him. So. Yes, we need to put that picture of that on Facebook as well, actually. I did make, as we talked about, the uh, 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 Netflix and chilled ice cream. And I told the peeps on one of the Coronaville episodes that I wanted to make a uh, that it sounds like you'd need to spruce it up a little bit. And I did officially make a Willie Nelson in a bowl Sunday for my big B-Day <laughs> this week. So we got to let the, the Netflix and chat fans see that on Facebook. So I'll definitely post a video. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely post a picture of that on uh, Facebook. Yeah, so I but imagine I guess, it's Liam's big birthday. I don't want yes, uh, a uh, big bowl yeah. of ice cream. <laughs> Big bowl of ice cream to melt. So yeah, exactly. I'm going to let Liam give his official review first this time. But uh, uh, so I guess I'll kick it off and I'll uh, I'll run through my uh, cavalcade of sound clips while the candle's still burning here. But uh, I guess if I really liked it, I give it a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> if I didn't like it. I give it the Damon Wayne's David Allen Greer Men on Films. Hated it. If I uh, if I really really didn't like it, I give it a Nick Cage from Mandy. And if I really, really loved it, I give it the Rudy's Dad. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. <laughs> oh, 
which is uh, only giving out the Rudy's dad to the Tiger King. Yeah, I was going to say pretty, pretty tough, uh, pretty tough critic <laughs> over here. And as well, I guess, even just to catch everybody up, since we're kind of putting this one hand in hand with our ridiculous six. I think I did actually. I think I gave a hated it to ridiculous six. Did I not? You did give hated it, but to I, ridiculous but, but I gave it one of my classic like uh, uh, not hating it. My my caddy hating it, which doesn't necessarily mean I hated it, but I couldn't in good faith give Ridiculous Six a hell yeah, being an Adam Sandler classic and being Adam Sandler being like a true comedy legend. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell my brother to check out the, uh, you know, oh, dude, you got to check out the new Sandler. And that's the kind of the grading scale that you have to grade on Sandler because he's, you know, a comedic legend. You expect some legendary movies. All right. However, a Happy Madison movie without Sandler <laughs> and, and a David Spade <laughs> classic for a rom-com. I'm giving wrong Missy a big stone cold Steven, uh, a big stone cold. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> As I really, really enjoyed it, man. I thought it was super funny. Uh, not expecting to like just, uh, and, and again, in all honesty, I mean, I give it a hell yeah, just in terms of a comedy, but a rom-com uh, uh, starring David Spade without Adam Sandler, like this, this could have gone horribly wrong. And we were kind of watching yeah. it. I was kind of expecting it to go horribly wrong, honestly, like when we were watching it, but uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that uh, Lapkiss, Lauren Lapkiss was absolutely hysterical, just carrying the whole movie. Like, like I said, every single scene, she's supposed to be funny, and it's just like a total, uh, a total comedic performance. It, it reminded me a lot, actually, of Tiffany Haddish in uh, Girls Trip, where it was just like a, just a, a super breakout performance and just like a really, really stole the show kind of performance. Uh, so she absolutely crushed it, uh, uh, as well Bobby Lee and Hurley and, and Vanilla Ice, all with major cameos, and then the whole rest of the I Happy forgot Madison. about the Bobby Lee cameo. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole rest of the Happy Madison gang, like I said, Swartzen. Uh, I'm very excited for a second career as like a middle-aged white guy for Swartzen. And, uh, uh, you know, just a rom-com that was way more comedic than romantic. Uh, an hour and a half later, you're dancing along to the Hawaiian-themed uh, 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 credit, uh, credit song. And it leaves you, you know, you have a couple of laughs, and you get out of there uh, uh, nice and easy. Big Stone Cold Steve Austin, hell yeah. Hell yeah! For the wrong Missy. Interesting, interesting. So I guess that would get me into mine then. And, uh, you know, I don't have the whole point system thing I would do, I do here, but uh, I give it a Netflix end. And I'm going to kind of go pull a Liam on this one. And I'm going to give this one a Netflix end bye-bye. Bye-bye. From, uh, oh. Bye-bye. <laughs> nice. Because uh fucking wasn't crazy about this one, man. I uh, didn't really love it. Really? I was, glad it, I was glad it was short. There was definitely parts where I laughed at, but, like, kind of, like, I'm a big Lauren Lapkus fan. I listen to like, almost all of her podcasts, and I just thought Missy was so over-the-top and borderline annoying for me. Okay, I, like, interesting. didn't. I think it was as funny as it should have been. Again, some of the lines were hilarious. Um, I didn't hate it. It would definitely go to kind of your ridiculous six. Like, I would never recommend anyone to watch this movie. If someone's like, oh, how was it? Would you, should I watch it? I'd be like, no, nah, come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the, that's a that's a I wrong... would recommend I'm the sorry, Ridiculous go for it. Six, though. What was it? I would recommend the Ridiculous Six. 
It's okay. kind of like your Ridiculous Six thing where like I'm giving it a nice So you like the Ridiculous five. Six more than Wrong Missy? Correct. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, kind of uh, something that you said that was kind of interesting is usually one of my barometers is if I would recommend it. And I can't go, like, I'm not going to go telling everybody they got to go watch Wrong Missy. However, it is a rom-com, so, like, you expect what you get when you do that. If you, if you want to watch a rom-com, I would say definitely uh, I would recommend it. But uh, uh, very interesting, though. So you thought that Lapkus was, like, uh, and she was totally over the top, you know what I mean, like, by design. But And I guess she really is the breaking point of this movie movie you know what i mean because she really does like sure. like the whole movie like literally like, like i'm saying like every scene she is being like supposed to be being comedic and then the story and kind of you know spade uh, and the storyline progresses and spade is pretty much the straight guy from there you know but uh, so if you don't like that character or if you're not getting if you're not like uh, uh getting a kick out of her then it's definitely not gonna be uh you know you're gonna exactly. be in for a long hour and a half if you're going for a big, large performance like that and it doesn't, like, nail with the viewer, it just comes off as, like, annoying. And the other thing, too, kind of even talking about when they did go on their regular date, the character just does a total 180. She's, like, over-the-top crazy, and then she's just like, hey, now, man, I got your back. I hate to test your boss. I'm thinking some crab nachos and, like, have a normal conversation. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. No, but she sure. can turn it off, like... Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was definitely, uh, that's where I felt that some of the actual big comedic scenes were as well, like, you know, and, and as well, actually, like, uh, uh, looking back on Ridiculous Six, so it was very, like, I guess, really in a lot of ways, like, the opposite, like you're saying, because a lot of that movie was kind of all about, like, the big scenes, where I thought some scenes were hilarious, but I just didn't really like the rest of the movie. This movie was kind of the opposite, where, like, the big comedic scenes weren't necessarily, like, right home funny but it was just like her performance and the character the whole time i was getting a kick out of you know what i mean where it was yeah, for uh, sure. I get that. you know but i so, mean at least ridiculous six had el el burro taking shits on people and <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly like that movie had a couple of like <laughs> real laugh out loud moments this one i did, literally did was laughing out loud at the uh uh, talent show scene but other than that it was not like crazy laugh out loud as much as just like you know just thinking that the uh missy character was funny maybe something else that plays into this though that's kind of interesting is i was totally unfamiliar with lapkis so it was like a breakout kind of you know like not knowing what to expect or not having any idea of what she was going to bring to the table whereas if i was like a fan of hers uh from her other work or kind of you know if i if i knew what to expect or was expecting something something different it might have changed my opinion on her performance like i said this whole is like the whole movie does ride on her on her performance so for sure but yet yeah, again, that, me, and, a... me and barnes uh seeing uh seeing things a little differently which i guess is one of the, yeah, uh, the beauties of netflix and chat you get, huh you'd expect too with these uh Happy Madison movies that we would be both on the same page, that these would both be Rudy's dads. Both. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you'd have expected four Rudy's dads from these from these two movies, but... Honestly, I did. I will say though, man, that I think, and we might even uh, we can talk about it maybe on the five year Annie coming up. But I do think that in our at this point, you know, year and a half plus of uh, of Netflix and chats, or over a year, whatever it's been, I would say the Ridiculous Six was probably my guiltiest, even more than Roma, which I hell yeah. But I literally like the Ridiculous Six was one of the hardest calls. And when I woke up like two days later, still laughing at, the, at like half the 
scenes, I thought to myself, like, what was I doing? Like, how did I not hell yeah that movie? Because I've like literally have still laughed at some of the scenes from that movie. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, so I guess it's kind of how you grade things or whatnot. But like that movie, I was a very tough critic. This movie, I was a, a very like expecting expecting it to be terrible. So too funny man but that is then our official review not exactly seen that high but I like that you're coming around on some of your past ones um <laughs> so that would be everything we gave you the whole uh Shabil. if there's parts of the movie you thought were funny that we missed out on any big comedy scenes you can always write us in at the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we want your opinion on this one and a major Zoom Room topic this week. As I want to, uh, we got to, got to try to get people to watch uh, The Wrong Missy and let us know what uh, who was right, who was wrong. Your mm. thoughts. Was she over the top annoying or was she a Lady Jim Carrey? But that would leave us with only one other thing to do in this episode. That would be uh, asking Brad, what's in the box? What's in the box? But since we're still on quarantine and we can't reach our dirty hands and grabbing these movies out, we are still taking our Zoom room golden ticket suggestions and emails. And this one is going to be another golden ticket. This one came from the Zoom room. Yes. And this one's one that I was uh, I had vaguely heard of. However, you were very excited when this one got suggested and uh, and really jumped on it. And uh, I'm totally down. Sounds really interesting, but you want to give the peeps a rundown of, uh, of what we're going to be watching Yeah, we're going to be next? watching Black Mirror, not the show, the movie Bandersnatch. And it's kind of like a sci-fi mystery drama. But the interesting about it is that like, there's a plot to it, but at certain points in the movie, you, the viewer, have to like click on your controller and make a decision. You could choose your own adventure novel. Wow. Very cool. So now, be, is this the first yeah. time that has been done in movie version? Because that was like a, like you said, like a very, very popular, you know, especially for kids uh, novel. I guess so probably only for kids. I don't know if they make an adult choose your adventure novel. But uh, 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 have they ever done this before with movies? Probably not. Like, the technology probably hasn't time. been like good enough to do it. Yeah, I can't think of a time where they would do it because all, all the scenes, the Netflix is the awesome like, uh platform for it because like all the extra scenes you would have to fill like no other studio would give you leeway to pull off that shit and just literally you couldn't do it until dvds were invented like literally it would be impossible to do you know you yeah, can't absolutely. go to the yeah, it would never work you know yeah so just like so you couldn't do it until dvds so we're talking about like 90 fucking like 98 by the time that this was even like a viable option so this has to be the first time ever executed i mean the closest thing ever to that as i remember is you remember the movie clue when it was shipped out to the theaters, there was like four or five different endings to the movie. No and way. theaters would play different endings to it, so it was wow. kind of a gimmick to get you to go back and see it again. And then I remember we always talk about early Comedy Central. Clue was one of those movies yeah. that they always played on Comedy Central in like the afternoon. Yeah, and yeah. on the TV version, when you watch it on TV, they just played all five endings. They're like, well, maybe this happened. Yes, but that the- was what I was familiar with. A very yeah, interesting. Yeah, but when it was in the theaters, they you only got to see one of those endings. Oh wow, I did not know that. Oh, so that's a fun. So that's you know that's close. That's close. Mm-hmm. And I guess people that have been copying it. I know it just came out on Netflix. We'll talk all about this on the next episode. But uh, uh, just came out on Netflix. Kimmy Schmidt just did a movie where it's a choose your own adventure. Okay, so now this is going to be all the crazy. Now is Kimmy Schmidt like that? Sounds like a kids kind of franchise. No, no, no. It was uh, 
it was a TV show on Netflix from like the writers of Thirty Rock. It was goofy comedy. Okay, I see. But the Black Mirror was like a uh, a sci-fi series that was all the rage a couple years ago on Netflix. That were they were all kind of like short little films anyway, like independent of each other uh, uh, as a yeah, series, standalone, you know, yeah, sci-fi they're... shorts. So now this is their big movie, but a uh, 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 very very unique presentation with the whole choose your own ending. Now, how many different choices are we gonna have to make here? Not even choose your own ending. Like it happens a bunch. Okay, in the, very interesting. Uh, movie. Sweet. So we're going to be potentially you and I are going to be watching two very different movies. <laughs> nice. Somehow I'm gonna I'm somehow I'm gonna find the wrestling in mine. If, uh, if there's <laughs> yeah. there's a scene with a professional wrestler, I'm gonna find I'm gonna I'm gonna stumble my way to it. I believe. <laughs> and if there's another Roman Reigns cameo, and, I will. I'm gonna try and kill my guy off in the first like 15 minutes, so I don't have to watch the whole thing too. <laughs> It's a good strategy. Let's try to uh... no, but very interesting. Okay, so this will be this will be a fun one then. I guess we're actually gonna have to like prep for this episode and talk about how we're gonna do it as opposed to uh, normally just yeah, fucking. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, okay, so that'll be something. So that'll and be and then as that. well, our uh, review will be totally different from the listeners. So this is one that like you don't even have to be. Yeah. You know, don't even feel like uh, it's a spoiler if you haven't watched the movie because you're not going to watch the same movie that we're going to watch, pretty much. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder like, how big of a difference it's going to make. We'll find out, man. We'll find out. So. Yeah, seriously. All coming up. So that's going to be the next next listen chat we'll be doing. Of course, we got new Geeked Up podcast episodes coming out for you. And then keep a lookout for the big uh, five-year anniversary special episode we got in the works for you guys coming yeah. up very soon. Definitely, definitely. And make sure to email us at the Geeked Up Podcast. I don't know if we said the address earlier, but uh, it's the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. So, mm-hmm. all of your favorite moments from the last five years, all of your thoughts on uh, the wrong Missy, if, she, if, if you thought she was the right Missy, or, <laughs> or if it should have been Drew Barrymore uh, in that role. But who knows? Uh, yeah, email us in, hit us up on Facebook, join us every Friday night at 8 o'clock on Zoom. Um, but with that, I'm Devin Barnes, that's Liam Whalen. Take it away, Rob Schneider's daughter. <laughs>
and scream. Real thug misses know what I mean. At the club, so fresh, so clean. Unit on my face, so mean. Gotta pick which man I need. Real thug, better satisfy me. Show me player, I'll make you see them bitches ain't got shit on me. So look it now, look it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. Right now, look it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. My neck, my body, lick my pussy and my cock. My neck, my body, lick my pussy. Y'all, this is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, 